It is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. And there has been quite a lot of theater going on, uh, plenty of weekends of several shows uh, back to back to back. Uh, and there are some shows coming up that you'll still be able to be a part of and see. We're going to talk about them with Gus Gordon on State of the Arts. How are you doing, We're Gus? still back to back to back to back, which yes. is a great problem to have. Yes. Uh, considering the past three years. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm saying three years now, just because it. You know what? It's close enough, right? We're over a year mm. and a half as far as I'm concerned. So it's basically it's, it'll be three years before we know it. it yeah, it will be. Yeah. yeah. It has been a busy summer across central Illinois. And a lot of great shows were all over the, the city and the region. Yeah. And more shows coming up as we get ready for the fall. And Not there is a lineup of great entertainment uh, coming to central Illinois. There is indeed. Um, there, uh, We are, uh, believe it or not, entering into Tech Week starting Sunday for Play Playboy of the Western World, uh, the show I'm in, uh, James uh, Daniels, Osney are doing. Um, it's a great show. It's funny. The past couple of rehearsals, we've been running the show. Um, it's really, really been, you know, picking up steam and yeah. uh, everybody's doing great. You know, there's drama, there's romance, uh, but it's a satire and it's really funny. And I think people are going to love it. It's a classic play that's been around for over a hundred years and it, it has been performed all over the world. And James and Osney Daniels or Osney Vigasa's her stage name, um, they they bring such life to these classic shows. They've done productions of Hamlet and Hay Fever, uh, two in particular that you know you would you would think were kind of older fashioned shows, but they made them both so relevant and alive and full of energy. It didn't feel like you were watching, you know, a classic from the well. When did when did Shakespeare write um, Hamlet? I, I don't even know the date. Oh, with hay fever, it was in the twenties or thirties, I suppose. But they make yeah. it seem fresh and funny. Uh, James is an excellent director, and yeah. um, Asni is also an excellent director and actress. And everything they do together just has that energy to it. And I think it's going to be a really really great production. It will be and uh and they they are great at that at um making these shows seem uh seem seem somewhat modern because yeah right. Playboy of the Western World is 1907 I believe and it takes place around that time. Uh and we've had a couple people come in and watch it and and you know even the people you know who are in it but uh, you know the people watching it saying you know this the way the relationships are and the way people act, uh, it, you know, it does feel, you know, sort of like a modern, well, I mean, I mean, not too modern because it is, because it is Irish and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of like, you know, lyricism, like, like, like sort of rhythm that goes with it, but, right. uh, but the way people interact, it's, it's, you know, real and it's not, you know, this super heightened, whatever you want to say. I don't know. Well, I, I know they bring a real energy to their productions that make them feel um, like a like a modern um, energized show, and I, I think that's one of their special gifts. They have many special gifts, yes. but that's among them. 
Yes, so that's going to be a very good opens um, less than a week from now. It opens right, on Thursday. Thursday night. Thursday so, night. September 15th. Yep, September 15th. Thursday night, Friday night, then Saturday and Sunday afternoon matinee shows. And that same weekend on that Saturday night is the Hoagland Gala with Faith right. Prince. Faith Prince, Broadway star, famous for uh, playing Miss Adelaide in Guys and Dolls on Broadway, opposite Nathan Lane. She won a Tony Award for that, Drama Desk Award, Outer Critics Award. Every major Broadway award you can win as an actress, she won that year. Uh, she starred in many other shows. She um, went on as Ursula in The Little Mermaid, and she was Miss Hannigan and Annie. Again, she has a laundry list of Broadway credits, and wonderful entertainer. We're going to have our Hoagland kids and teens performing and it's really selling well. We've got about 300 tickets sold so far. Nice. So it's already uh, aiming to be one of our most successful galas. I think people are just ready to get back and, um, you know, back to action again. And that will be Saturday night, uh, September 17th. You can buy a show only ticket now that includes the, you know, the silent auction and the cocktail hour starting at 730 and then the show will start at 8.30. And it's only about an hour-long concert. But um, we're, we're kind of pairing that with earlier in the evening, we have our sponsors uh, of the event. They have a dinner. But then we're all going to gather together in the main theater to watch the show and see the kids perform with Faith. That's one of the coolest things we've been doing for years now with our gala. We've paired it with our Hoagland Education Program. And we've given these students the opportunity to perform with Broadway stars. Yeah. Um, we started uh, with Leroy Reams back in 2015, but we didn't start adding the kids to it until 2017. And at that point, they sang with Liz Calloway, who um, had created roles in Baby, uh, Merrily We Roll Along, and Miss Saigon. She played Ellen in Miss Saigon on Broadway. And they sang Children Will Listen, and um, Our Time, uh, two Stephen yeah. Sondheim signs that were turned into a, a, a medley. Yeah. And it was not a dry eye in the house. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Then the next year, they sang Tomorrow with the original Broadway Annie, yeah. Andrea McArdle. And then the year after that, they sang uh, What I Did for Love with Donna McKechnie, the Tony Award-winning star of A Chorus Line. So we're really proud that we provide this opportunity for the kids to work and talk with some of these Broadway legends that can give them insight what it's like to have a, a long-term career on Broadway. Yeah, that's that's so cool. That's so wonderful. And, yeah. um, you know, it was such an invaluable experience, too. I mean, that's amazing. That's well, I don't, I don't know cool. that, you know, truthfully, I don't know that all the students quite appreciate it. Because um, they just don't, maybe they, you know, the actors, um, you know, created their roles little earlier before they were born. Yeah. They might not appreciate the people they're actually performing with. But I think the ones that do understand, oh my gosh, that's the woman on the cast album that I've, or the CD or the, you know, um, iTunes, whatever that yeah. I've been singing along with. And I'm actually singing with this person. I think um, that's really just a, a cool thing. I, I love just being around it and I love yeah. just kind of soaking it in and listening to the stories and listening to the advice that these stars give our young performers. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's going to be very cool, very special. And that's coming up uh, this, uh, not tomorrow, but this coming Saturday uh, with Faith yeah. Prince. Uh, lots uh, going on. Uh, got some uh, got some good 
live performance news uh, came down a couple of days ago. Uh, the state has been awarded um, enough money to do three more years of the Levitt Amp. Right. Yes. That is great. Um, you know, the downtown Springfield Inc. with Kayla and Lisa uh, before Kayla and mm -hmm. uh, Sheila Walk with the Arts Council. They've done a great job of taking this opportunity and running with it and making yeah. it something really cool to offer the citizens of Springfield and surrounding communities for free. Yeah. Nothing is ever free, of course, and that's where the grant comes in so that the actor, or the performers can be paid, the, the musicians and the singers. Um, and they do a really eclectic mix of music. So it's not just one genre. They make a concerted effort to have a really diverse mix of musical choices to appeal to all audiences. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing, and and like you said, it is um, for the people coming to see it. It's free, and uh, and and the music choices. I mean, you can just go in, and if you're just going to talk with people in a in a music sweater in the background, but it's something you might not even know you like because you know I went and it was the um, oh goodness I forget her name. It's a woman doing sort of traditional sort of like African music. And, you know, I was, it was just cool to sit there and listen to it. And, of course, she did a great job. Her band did a great job. And it yeah. was just a fun night. You know, me and my friends I was with, we just, you know, had some had some drinks, had some food, and uh, just hung out. I mean, it's such a cool experience, a community experience. And, and people love it. And uh, and it'll, it'll be happening, I guess, it looks for the next three years. And hopefully it's a, um, a, as much as it can be sort of an annual event because – uh, it, it really is fun, brings the community together, and people seem to like it. Yeah. And I think, who knows what the future will hold. This was supposed to be a one-year grant with the possibility of a second year, and it's been very successful, and it keeps going, and they keep doing so well that they keep getting regranted, which is not an easy thing to nope. do. No, that's not. So, so the, the Levitt Amp Foundation must really appreciate the information they see each year when they have the final report yeah. on how everything went to uh, to give the organization another grant to continue on into the future. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what else is going stuff. on? Uh, end of this month, um, happening at the Hoagland, a Spencer Theater uh, production. Uh, Jacob Dieters, we both know, very talented, uh, doing a, a one-man show called Buyer and Seller. Yeah, it's a it's a show that starred Michael Yuri originally. You might remember him from Ugly Betty. And it tells the story of a struggling actor in Los Angeles who takes a job working in the Malibu basement of a beloved megastar, Barbara Streisand. <clears throat> cough, no. cough. Yeah, they don't have that in the description, so I just... Added yeah. that, um, but it's Barbara. And one day, the lady herself comes downstairs to play, and it feels like a real bonding moment in the basement. But will their relationship ever make it upstairs? And it's a one-person show. And Jacob is such a good actor that I'm sure he'll do a fantastic job. John Paris is directing the show because you need that second pair of eyes when you're putting on a one-man production yeah. or one-person production. And the Spencer Theater um, Group does a great job with uh, these these shows that they do. And um, we're excited to see Jacob shine. And he'll be performing, I think, 
closing night is on his birthday. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be I good. Think, I think. I don't know if that's – his birthday is on one of the performances. I, don't I remember night. I saw him uh, recently. I guess I saw him at um, – Million Dollar Quartet. He said that it was on one of his birthdays, and yeah, so that'll be good. And Million Dollar Quartet, pretty successful. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we had a wonderful run. We were, you know, selling out, and we just had, you know, single tickets left up in the balcony area. It was very successful. A great. I know I'm biased. I was a. I was the assistant director and the producer, so I have, of course, strong feelings for it, but. It was really well received, and I'm yeah. I've just been really fascinated by the comments I've received from people, much more so than a normal show. Yeah. And you know, you've hit something special when you get that kind of response. And I have been, I have been really interested in the in the comments that say, "Oh my gosh, I saw this in Chicago. I saw it in you know." Nashville or New York and and your production was just as good as those and and you know usually I just go yeah right sure no it's not as good as a Broadway show but I think this one came pretty darn close it's good to it. it was really good I enjoyed it so much it was very good yeah and I, I think when people say something like that what they're they are responding to the talent of the individuals and we had great individuals yeah. But I think they're also responding to the energy of people they know. And when you have a community show like this that you're only doing for six performances, the performers bring a real energy to it and a real enthusiasm. And when you see a professional production that's been running for a year, sometimes they're very talented people, but that can get a little tired, perhaps. And I think when you only have six shots to do it, you're bringing that, you know, that uh, adrenaline and that enthusiasm. Yeah. And I think that's why people sometimes say, oh, my gosh, it was as good as Broadway, because they're they're really having that connection. And these musicians were really. Oh, yeah. So we all know that uh, Damien could work on Broadway if he wanted to. Uh, and we're just fortunate that he's happy to stay here in town. <laughs> and uh, but it wasn't just Damien. It was. Cammy and Scott and Gavin and Rich and Blake and DJ and Brant and Tom Myers filled in for us one night. Just all an exceptional group of musicians yeah. and performers. Yeah, I mean, it was truly a great show and um, very happy that it had, you know, such success. I mean, very good well, stuff. Thank you. Yeah. And again, I know I'm biased. I know. So take it for what it's worth. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the amount of tickets you sold and all the comments you're getting, I mean, you did something right. I mean, so, <laughs> so it's all now good. if we could only do that every time out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I tell people um, that it takes a lot of very talented people to make a stinker. And what I mean by that is even the shows that don't work as well as others, it takes an awful lot of talent and effort and dedication. Oh, yeah. goes on. And not everyone works uh, as well as you hope it would, but it, it, still, it still takes a lot of effort and a lot of skill to put together all of these shows. Yeah. So it's, um, I mean, it's, you know, you're rehearsing for, I don't know, minimum five, six weeks. Sometimes shows start rehearsing two months out. Um, right. All sorts of things go into it. You know, if it's a musical, of course, an orchestra, 
um, or a choreographer, you know, you're putting the set together, um, set crew, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, it really is, you know, it's, it's, it is, as we say all the time and we've said forever and we'll keep saying it does take a village to put these shows together. It really oh does. Oh my gosh. It sure does. You cannot do it by yourself. Okay. You need to work with people, like-minded people who are, you know, engaged and have their eye on the prize. It's a little, uh, you know, this is a different conversation, but um, I've been noticing this in my adult life that it's, it's people are so busy that it's hard to get everyone together to rehearse. And I think from the people I've talked to, some local directors, it's been even more complicated um, as come as we're coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. People are just so overextended. And so I was talking with the director of an upcoming uh, theater center show. I won't mention the name, but this person was saying it's really difficult to get the cast there all on the same night because they're also, and you know, they're great. We want them there, but it's hard to get the whole group together to rehearse because of the commitments that we all have in our lives right now. Yeah, I think, and, you know, there was a conversation about that a, a couple months ago. Um, I forget who with, or maybe it was a good group of people, but I mean, there's so many, I, I mean, I think, you know, people are, I mean, people have more, you know, people always had, you know, things to, I think people sort of reassess, especially after the pandemic of, right. you know, what, you know, not like theater isn't a priority, but it's, you know, I, I you know, things happen, you know, life happens. Right. And I think people are also a little bit more careful with, um, you know, if, if they have a little bit of a cough or something, they don't want to, you know. Exactly. Show exactly. Up. And you want them to. You want them yeah. to stay home. Um, it makes it trickier to block a show and to get a show up. But you don't want them coming when they're sick. And and I think you, you hit the nail on the head with that comment about um, people have had time to reassess a little bit. I think in years past, it's like, oh, I got to be at rehearsal. I can't, I can't go to this birthday dinner for my my spouse or my child because I've got to be at rehearsal. And I think people are going, you know, um, it's a play and another play will come along. And I only could go to my child's birthday once a year. So I'm yeah. going to I'm going to give this as a conflict. And I think, I think people have reprioritized some of the things in their life. Um, and I, I think people are just taking stock in their lives and saying, I'm going to do a little protection of myself here. I still want to be involved in all these things. And I want to be a good participant and a good um, coworker. But, you know, and if someone comes in with, with uh, scheduled absences or, or conflicts, I think that's great. It's just when people decide, yeah, I don't feel like it tonight. I'm not going to go. Yeah. That's Definitely. when there's a problem. But I mean, if the director um, agrees to the conflicts on an audition sheet and says, well, I want this person in this part and I'll work around these issues to get the person that I, I need in that role, then that's one thing. But when someone accepts the part, then all of a sudden, so oh, I, I'll, I'll see you opening night. I can't be there till then. <laughs> then yeah. you got a problem. Yeah, you accept the part, and it's and like, you know, a, within like a day or two, you're like, yeah. By the way, I can't be here uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, most Thursdays, and uh, someone's gonna have to cover right. me one of the Saturday shows. You know, and I think the only ethical thing to do is to make that known up front. Yeah, the director has to make choices, and. One of the choices is the convenience of putting a show together 
And if there are two people who are competitive and one of them says, oh, I have no conflicts and the other one has two or three conflicts um, and you go with the one that said they had no conflicts and all of a sudden they they come back at you with a ton, <laughs> then that's not fair to the person who is up front. Yeah. Um, so it's it's tough. It is. Um, but that's uh, what we're nav- you know, navigating through with uh, theater and it's... Um... Everything has changed over the past, not just with theater. Everything has really changed in in the mindsets and everything. So, You're right. It's not just theater. It it really is in people, in the decisions they're making about how they want to live their lives. And, um, you know, yeah, do I really want to make that commitment? No, I don't think so. I might have done that before, but now I realize how much I enjoy my couch and how (laughs) much I enjoy Netflix. Yeah, plus or HBO Max or whatever else you got in your house. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, you know, some people are having those uh, discussions or those thoughts. But one of the things you can do is go see shows still, absolutely. Exactly. And the and shows we've been up. seeing lately that people are coming back. They are. That's something that people have been missing. We heard from several people who goes who said, oh, my gosh, this is the first thing I've seen in a long time, and it just, um, you know, made me feel great. And what a gift as a, as a local performer or a local person in the arts to be able to do something that, that reaches other people. Yeah. It's, it touches um, other people. Yeah, it's really nice just to see, um, you know, people, are, people are, are and have been so ready to come back. You know, over the summer, the amount of people – Filling the seats out at the Muni, out at Tip, the Legacy, Hoagland, you name it, all of them. Just, you know, it's great. It's great to see. It really is. is. It truly is. So make sure to come see Playboy of the Western World is next week. The Gala is next week as well. And uh, plenty of other shows coming up by and Seller at the end of the month. And uh, before we know it, uh, Play That Goes Wrong is going to open up, which we've been rehearsing. It's in October. That's exciting. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Lots of... uh, Lots of controlled chaos that's going to have to go into it. Lots of rehearsing with breaking sets and props, but right. it is going to be a lot of fun. I look forward to it. Yes. Gus, thank you so much for joining me. We'll do it again next okay, time. Okay, Kevin, sounds like a deal. Yeah.